Well, welcome to Extra Crispy. It's a lovely day. Out here at Pensacola Beach in Florida. Every week is an adventure for me, you know, for the past few months. Not knowing what kind of job I'm going to be working from week to week. Whether driving Uber... Recording an audiobook for someone, doing music, or for the past few weeks I've been driving a friend of mine, Kevin, who's a structural engineer around. He's mainly inspecting structures that have been damaged because of the various hurricanes that have come through. And so I figured while he's inspecting stuff here on the Gulf Coast, I would hang out at the beach and record an episode of my podcast today. So just enjoy the soothing sounds of the waves coming in. And being that we're near a major naval base, we get blue angels flying over too. But I think <clears throat> I think that the beach is actually a really good place to talk about what I wanted to talk about today. I want to talk about spiritual formation. And spiritual formation is a term used to describe the, the activities that we engage in that form us spiritually. Uh, when you think of spiritual disciplines like Prayer, fasting, contemplation. These are spiritual formation practices. Now the thing is with a practice, um, it's not something you engage in one time. It's something you practice. And you practice it so that you will actually be able to respond differently to the situations that come at you throughout your life. And so you practice contemplation or reflection or prayer throughout your day, not just for the benefit of these things in the moment, but they have a way of centering you, settling you down, helping you to pay attention to what's going on inside you and around you, to, to stay sensitive to the Spirit of God. And so that when you get into a situation where you need to be in a place of peace and clarity, the spiritual practices have formed you in such a way that that is the case. In my teenage years, my main job from about 15 up through 18 or 19 was lifeguarding. Not only was I a lifeguard, but I also was trained as a water safety instructor so I could actually train other lifeguards. Now I'm living out in Midland, Texas, working at three or four different YMCAs and community pools, stashing aside money so I can buy my first keyboard. 
And for all the time that I was a lifeguard out there, I really only had to rescue people once or twice, and it was pretty minimal. Most of my job consisted of blowing my whistle at kids and telling them to stop running. It's about 95% of the job. But in my early 20s, I ended up going to Indonesia, to the island of Bali. And I was there with some other uh, musicians. We were playing music for a youth camp on the uh, island of Bali. And one day we had a day off, so we all went out to the beach. And we're out hanging out by the Indian Ocean. And I didn't know at the time that a lot of people who were into surfing actually go to Bali because the surf is good. Anyway, I'm hanging out on the beach and with one of the guys in the band and, and I look out in the ocean and I see my friend Chris had, was pretty far out there. I don't know if he got pulled out by uh, the undertow or whatever, or rip current, but started getting a bit concerned. And so I was like, I better go check on him. So I swam out to to find Chris, and he was panicked and hanging on the back of this Japanese guy's surfboard. And this Japanese guy was like, what's this dude doing? Except he didn't speak English. (laughs) That's what his face said. And Chris was was really panicked. He was having a hard time staying afloat. You could tell he was really scared, tensed up. And I said, well, you know, let me help you. So I, I put my arm around him. I started swimming him to shore. And it was some pretty big waves to swim through. And not long before we reached the shore, he actually passed out briefly. Fortunately, he came to. But that was my first time doing a, a rescue in an actual ocean, which was quite a bit different from a community pool. But one thing that I learned in my years of lifeguarding and even what I saw firsthand that day is that most people who drown or come close to drowning do so not because they don't know how to swim, but because they panic. They panic. They're afraid. Because it is a scary thing to be in the ocean or in a lake somewhere where land is nowhere in sight and you're all on your own and it's deep and you don't know what's going on beneath you. And in that time of being scared and anxious, sometimes the most natural thing is the thing that you're not supposed to do. Fighting the waves, you you actually deplete your strength. Tensing up every muscle in your body, you're, you're going to start cramping up. And then you won't be able to keep yourself afloat, at least by that route. But what is most counterintuitive to do is, is actually the thing that will save your life. And that is to lean back, stretch your arms out, take 
slow, deep breaths in, inflate your chest, and you'll find in that moment, even if you don't know how to swim, you'll find in that moment that instead of fighting the waves, you will be floating on top of the waves. And I think that this is a really good way to understand you know it's a, it's a great illustration to understand one of the basic aspects of spiritual formation spiritual formation is less about trying to do something you know when i was a young christian i was trying to be the best Christian I could be. I was reading my Bible all the time. I was going to prayer groups and worship groups and serving in the church and serving the community all the time because I'm trying to be the best Christian that I can be. But spiritual formation is not so much about trying but learning how to let go. Learning how to surrender. Learning how to not be so attached to stuff or other people's opinions. To learn how to lay back in the midst of the waves that are coming against you and breathe deeply of the presence of God. And I think that this this metaphor of floating in the ocean is, is a very helpful one right now. I've not experienced a time in my life where the world has seemed so anxious and insecure as, as it does right now. People are wound up. A lot of people struggling with depression and anxiety wondering what's going to happen with our world, with our country. And sometimes, because of our anxiety, we just feel like we've got to just keep fighting, just, just punching at the waves, and we're wearing ourselves out in a, in a, when we're already in a depressed or anxious state. And there's a lot of people that are really drowning right now with everything going on. But there's something about letting go and surrendering and just saying, God, this stuff is way beyond my understanding, way beyond my control, way beyond my comprehension. And God, right now in this moment, as an act of trust, I lay back, I take my hands off, I surrender, I trust my life to you. I breathe deeply and slowly and realize that my life is in your hands. So I want you to take a moment to think about 
the things going on in your life that are making you anxious, depressed, afraid, the things that have you all wound up, the stuff that you can feel in your shoulders and your neck, maybe even headaches or your stomach being in knots. Whatever these things are that wake you up in the middle of the night and have you turning them over and over in your mind. Think of those right now as the waves. You're in the ocean and these waves are all about you. And as scary as it looks because you feel vulnerable and lonely I want you to just take a moment to visualize yourself laying back stretching out your arms tilting your head back and breathing slowly and deeply Instead of fighting the waves with every bit of your strength, now in surrender you are floating on top of the waves. These waves that threaten to take you down, now you are floating above them. And with each exhaled breath, just say to yourself, I trust you, God. I trust you. Thanks for listening to Extra Crispy.